Hey, y'all. Y'all heard the noise, so you know what time it is. It's the Buy Back Black Business of the Week, where we feature a black business that we support and, you know, try to get that uh that black dollar up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so this week's Black Business of the Week is a brand that is or should be known to everybody by now. Um, God is Dope, uh, a.k.a. God's favorite brand. Um... I decided to highlight this 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 Goddess Dope brand because um the merchandise that they have um is spectacular. Um if you don't know about them, they're on Instagram, Goddess Dope. Um a lot of times they work through Spiritual World. That's a, another Instagram account um that has just great inspirational things and stuff like that. But Goddess Dope merchandise just keeps it simple. That Goddess Dope and that we're created um by him and that we're wonderful beings and I just have countless shirts from them this brand has gotten my money and not only are the the shirts inspirational and you know um, powerful with simple statements but the material in which the shirts are made of are durable um they're very comfy you know it's not cheap you know, it's not cheap. It might be discounted prices in which you pay for the, the merchandise and their clothing. But I tell you this, the clothing material is not cheap whatsoever. Um, it is durable. It is sustainable. It is just beautiful, high quality fabric that I just, you know, I, I love rocking my shirts. They're always statement pieces. They always cause people to like, you know, just, you know look at me like wow like let's let's talk about this like you know so want to shout out god is dope um you guys keep doing what you're doing it's definitely being recognized i don't think there's any black person in this world by now uh or in this country that does not have a god is dope shirt <laughs> if you don't get it um it's worth it uh let's get to our show Your business. Mind your business. Mind your business. All right, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, my beautiful people? It's your girl, The Damo, coming to you here with the Mind Your Business podcast because your mind should forever be your business. How y'all doing? Um. I know it's not our typical Friday, but happy Saturday. Happy long weekend to you. Um, Happy Martin Luther King Day on Monday. Um, A day in which we celebrate and honor a wonderful pioneer and man in our civil rights movement. Um, A fight that we're still fighting today. Um, (laughs) Even though some people don't believe that, but. The fight we're still fighting belay today, but we thank God for him um you know making the strides that he did um so we thank you thank him for his legacy and for his vision and for you know operating um operating in the capacity that he did 
But how are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? Ooh, I don't know about y'all, but this week has been a rough one. <laughs> if you can kind of hear it in my voice, I'm a little somber this week. Um, just a little, just a little bit. Um, I am currently um, in a new season, having to make a lot of changes and um, having to hold myself accountable, take a lot of responsibility on things, and I'm tired, <laughs> tired, um, been doing a lot of thinking, just really um, back to the drawing board in my personal life. <clears throat> Um, and just like some of you guys listen to this podcast to help you, <laughs> it helps me. Um, it, it, I have to listen a lot of times, listen and go back and just really, um, allow myself to talk to myself and take my, and heed my own words. And, you know, a lot of times in my life, I found that I find that my art imitates life. Um, and I've said that a couple of times on here. I know that, that. Um, there have been times that I will go to do an episode idea and something will transpire um, before the week before or the week of me doing the episode. And um, <laughs> it, it makes me laugh because it gives me so much more insight and so much more depth and it gives me so much more um I don't know, gunction to get it out. So um, it's just interesting. I kind of wish it wasn't always like that because um, sometimes it's not the uh, the best experience to want to go through. But, you know, um, it is what it is. And you accept life and what it gives you and how you overcome that is to learn the lesson and to keep moving forward and don't repeat the same thing over and over again, right? Um, so, that being said, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Um, never battered, never shattered, never broken. But here. Um, here and withstanding. Yeah, that's something I've had to start teaching myself. I'm here, but I'm withstanding. Despite everything, you withstand. Press forward and you don't, um, you don't fall off just because uh, you've been shaken up, right? You plant your feet and you keep on striving. You hold on tight because this life, oh boy, 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 it's a ride. It's a ride. Not always a good ride, not always a necessary ride, you know. Sometimes, the, you know, the, the, the hardships we go through are inflicted on ourselves. I know we spoke about that before on here. Um, self-sabotaging actions, you know. A lot of times we get so comfortable in a state that we're in or comfortable with something that we know that we inflict the trauma on ourselves, right? Oh, don't worry. I'm talking to myself now. If it resonates with you too, okay, take a little, take a little note. But best believe, right now, I'm talking to me. <laughs> I'm talking to me. Um, well, let me get off my soapbox 
And uh, let's go on and move on, shall we? <laughs> so uh, on this week's episode, I, I really wanted to dive into something that we touched on before. But we kind of touched on it um, in a different aspect. And at that time, um, we took that route because I was really seeing a lot of people being engulfed in their phones. Um, it was the... So it was it was in the first parts of um, quarantine and it just seemed like everybody became so obsessed with their phones. So I tried to dive into um, social media addiction and how people get so um, wrapped up and get so um, mesmerized in the in the the social media world that they forget that there's a real life outside that they're one not living in two that you know they're going by any means necessary to portray this certain life on social media that's not theirs um sorry i have to have my coffee so you know we talked about that that was about around like april 10th that was definitely back in april i want to say season two episode one that's kind of how we opened up the season um so uh, it was a good episode we touched on some things but you know like i said life imitates um art or art imitates life um i i look to do an addiction episode again because i had actually um encountered someone who um has been dealing with an addiction to substance abuse well an addiction to drugs um for some years and into history of it um in his family and the battle um, that they were going through with it. And it was amazing because during the, uh, the reason why I wanted to do the episode, the person was close to me and um, was making milestones, you know, and was um, talking good and, you know, making the strides to live a better life. Um, but the power of the drug, the power of the influence of drugs, the effects that it has on the mental, the effects that it causes on the psychological, um, I'm, I'm sorry, on the psyche of a person, the, um, the, uh, the things that long-term drug use can cause over a span of time. Um, took hold of that individual and um, I watched somebody close to me spiral out of control Um, and I I won't disclose things because just just a privacy thing but I watched somebody very close to me spiral out of control over um, a period of time in a short period of time, I mean within like 48 hours. Um, And now they are facing um, some consequences in their life that might have a a lasting effect. Um, He might have have just very well um, ended every hope for his life to be better. So, 
Um, <laughs> and the funny part is, um, he was going to do this episode with me where we're preparing and prepping him to do this. Um, he was open to it. He was ready. He was um, ready to tell his story so that he can prevent another person from um, battling for so many years like he has been. And, you know, just this week, too. And I just could not. um, I don't know. There's no words. So um, let's just go into the episode, shall we? All right. All right. So we're back. And I told you this week's episode, we're talking about addiction. Right. So. We talked about addiction before. I said it's back in season two, episode one. We talked about, you know, social media addiction, whatever like that. We probably define the word addiction. A lot of the stuff is probably going to be like, you know, reiterated again. But this time dove a little deeper. This time really, um, like I said, it became personal in the aspect. So this time really caused to for me to take a, a, a much needed closer look at um, addiction and what all it entails. Um, now, I don't know about anybody. I have not. Well, let me get into it. Yeah. No, no, I, I have not actually met somebody that was actually addicted to something um, to the point that it consumed their life. Um, until I met the person um, that I met. And um, it was fascinating to um, kind of just hear the the stories and to hear the, uh, the reason why it started and to hear um, the, the daily struggle and to hear the things that were lost because of an addiction, you know, the constant battle. Um, and with that, I do have respect. That's why I will not disclose the name. I will not go into jarring details, but I'll just give enough because um, it is not my story. Um, and um, like I said, it's still a respect there um, regardless. So um, let's go first, substance abuse in the black and brown community. Um, it's not something that we are not privy to. It's not something that we have no knowledge on. It's not something that we are ignorant to. Well, not, not ignorant. It is not something that we are foreign to. Substance abuse in the black and brown community has been around, uh, man, I want to say been around for a very long time, but I guess the most... It exploded is in the um was in the eighties with the crack epidemic. Um I know that's really when I kinda understood well, I couldn't have understood because I wasn't even born in the eighties, but from what I'm looking at and understanding, that's kind of when substance abuse really took full form, you know, as far as drugs. Um, but you know, substance also includes, you know, alcohol, um, there, there's so many different um, things that fall under substance. Um, there, there, 
so many different type of things you can be addicted to. You know, we we talked about uh, social media, and you know, there's uh, sorry, I, I apologize, guys. My brain is all over the place because it's just, oh man, it's real serious. So let me first by just defining addiction again, right? So <clears throat> looking up addiction, um, is defined as a biocycles. Well, I'm sorry. A biopsychosocial disorder categorized by repeated use of drugs or repetitive engagement in a behavior, i.e. gambling, despite despite harm to self or to others. Um, Another definition is a psychological and physical inability to stop consuming a chemical, drug, activity, or substance despite the outcome. Um, so we are, you know, like I said, we, we are all privy to people having addictions or having a substance abuse issues. Um, whether that be with alcohol, whether that be with, um, pills, whether that be with gambling, whether that be with, um, with sex, whether that be with, um, um, I, I, you know, heroin, whether that be with crack or cocaine or, um, you know, anything of that nature, anything, uh, any chemical or drug or activity that, that, that stops you from living life because it consumes you so much and it, um, It stops you from, I don't know, being present, you know? You become so fixated upon it that you got to get the next one and the next one and the next high. And high doesn't always have to mean as far as drug, but the next high as is the next thrill, you know? Um, Money. People can be addicted to money, you know? An addiction is something that will take you out of your norm. And put you in a position to do anything to get it. You're addicted to the feel of it. You're addicted to the the way it 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 it, it makes your body feel. You're addicted to the result of it. You're addicted to the outcome. It doesn't matter if it's harmful to you. It doesn't matter if it's harmful to others. It's it's so strong that you just want it for yourself. That's an addiction. Um. So, like I said, I, you know, I had had problems with, um, and I've shared this with my mom recently. I don't know if I shared it with you guys before, but I had a problem with um, cold medicine Um, to the point that I was consuming it in in large quantities. Um, I was lying about it and saying, oh, you know, I got a little cold or... You know, something's going on in my chest and just j- trying to find ways to consume it. Um, and this had to be like uh, uh, three years ago. This had to be three years ago. Um, but I don't call that an addiction. And here's why. Um, I didn't. I did not. Um, 
I did not stop everything I was doing just to find cold medicine. I did not, you know, feel like I needed it to wake up in the morning, feeling like I needed to go to sleep at night. I didn't, that wasn't the first thing I went to. Um, I didn't feel like I needed it excessively. I just wanted it when I was sad. Or I wanted it when um, I was bored, you know? And that, my friends, is considered drug misuse. Um, same thing with alcohol. Um, I, I'm, I don't know if I've said it on here, but I know I've told people before. Um, when I had to transfer from um, UCF to Kentucky, um, I had just turned 21. And I was depressed. And um, in order for me to cope, I relied heavily on alcohol. And I was getting large, 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 massive amount of alcohol throughout the week. And, you know, and consuming it. Um, But those were my ways to cope. Once again, um, not an addiction. Just a drug or you know, alcohol misuse. And I wanted to define that because that's the difference. A drug misuse is um, uh, is when something is used incorrectly, excessive or non-therapeutic. Um, use of, it's, it's like for the use of mind, body altering, um, altering substance. You know, the difference is the difference between drug use, misuse, and addiction is that addiction is long-term and it's the inability to moderate or cease intake. Now, like I said, with the with the cold medicine, I kind of just like, you know, I had my, my coach at the time approach me and um, confronted me about it. And from that moment that he did that, I haven't touched cold medicine since. Even if I am sick, I, I just don't go to it, you know. Um, I don't crave it like, Ooh, cold medicine, you know what I'm saying? Um, just as well as, um, alcohol. Um, I've actually, I, I, I haven't had hard alcohol in a long time. Um, and in, in some time for real, for real, like I cannot remember when I actually bought a bottle and was like, Ooh, you know, like I, I, I indulge in wine and even my wine intake has lessened a lot. Um, there's a bottle of wine that's been sitting in my house open for at least um, um, since since no since the beginning of December, and it's still full. <laughs> it's still good amount full. Like I have not um, I have not finished it, which you know says just says a lot. Um, but once again, not something, not an addiction because. If it was, that thing would have been gone and there would have been 10 other ones that replaced it since the beginning of December. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between misuse, substance abuse, and and drug misuse, and addiction. All right? So, I wanted to also put out some facts because um, I know I said I mentioned in the 80s that crack was a, lo- a big a big thing that was in our community and it was, it just overtook, um, it just overtook, you know, like so many people. Um, but now there's a new, uh, villain on the horizon 
And this one just seems to really, really take the cake, you know? Um, and I don't know if you guys are uh, privy to uh, the opioid crisis that is going on. Um, um, opioids are, are painkillers. Uh, so you got your, uh, the most you know, common one is, you know, oxycodone. Um, oxycodone. Um, there's fentanyl. Um, and they have so many different street names. Purple things. Um, blues. Um, oh my gosh. There's so many. Um, but there definitely is a opioid crisis going on. And, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, so I wanted to give this one statistic and then I'm going to bounce back and then, you know, bounce back in again. Um, opioid painkillers causes 115 deaths every day. And let me tell you this, it's not just a white or black thing, okay? <laughs> Let's make that very clear. Um, this opioid, uh, these opioid painkillers are, are hitting everyone. It's hitting everyone. It sees no race, no color, no creed, no sexual orientation, none of that. You know what I'm saying? And it's crazy because a lot of these opioid painkillers are, are, are medications given for surgeries or severe pain and people people become so dependent on it that's addiction dependency oh people become so dependent on it that they go from abusing the prescription to moving to the street drug and and completely lose themselves in the drug you know um so let me let me pull out of there real quick um, there are also behavioral addictions, such as gambling. We mentioned social media, eating, working, and, and, and a behavioral addiction is just a thrill that occurs. You want the thrill of it. So people who are addicted to working will get numerous jobs, numerous jobs because they're addicted to the way the money feels. It has nothing to do with, um, uh, it has nothing to really do with the fear of the fear of not being sustained, the fear of not um, having a st- having stability financially. It has to do with the thrill of getting money, you know, like eating. The thrill of eating um, that, that that you just you just constantly eat and eat and eat in it, and and you'll go broke just to do so. You know, it sounds funny, hee hee ha ha, but serious just like gambling you know people who spend their very last dime they'll spend their rent money just to gamble you know we see people who will go out of their way and do quote-unquote sensational things just for social media likes they will alter their body just for the thrill of a double tap you know like those are behavioral addictions, you know, and, 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 you know, as far as also the addictions are, as far as the other addictions to alcohol, tobacco, um, illicit drugs, you know, um, and prescription opioids, you know, this is costing the U.S. economy like about like $740 billion in treatment costs, lost the works, lost lost loss of work and effects of crime like 
Seriously. And and that that's another statistic. And and then the crazy part is the use of these drugs and in these activities um are usually voluntary. It's usually voluntary. It's usually, you know, somebody just taking something um, because they're told to or, you know, somebody agreeing to take something or, oh, I'll try it. And then it just takes over and reduces all type of self-control. And now the person becomes the substance or becomes the activity so much that they can't even think straight. They're thinking about their next fix. To the point that they'll go to the extremes, right? Um, so that leads me back to the opioid crisis. Um, um, like I said before, addiction is not. It's not an addiction until the person feels an excessive need for it. So, um, like I said, I knew an individual, I know an individual who has been battling with, uh, opioid addiction, uh, drug addiction, um, since 2008, um, it was prescribed to him from an injury, uh, in college, um, and of course, with any injury that involves surgery, they're going to give you pain medication. And uh, he took it once, and it was, as he described to me, it was an undeniable feeling. And mind you, this is somebody who has had some trauma in their life and was trying to deal with things and cope with life, but still be successful and, and pretty much hiding it pretty well. Um, had a lot of anger built up in his heart. And the, the moment that the opioid touched his mouth, he told me it was an, it was a sensational feeling that he'll never forget. And as time went on and as he was healing from his injury, he became more dependent on the prescription. And when the prescription ran out, um, his addiction started forming. And even though he was able to hide it for years, um, it had graduated to different levels. He said he went to the street level of opioids, like getting opioids off the street. Um, and when he had gotten so used and accustomed to it, because I want to let you guys know, your body does get accustomed to these drugs. Your body um, does become like numb to it at a point. And that's why oftentimes people graduate to different things. And and he said once his body had gotten so accustomed to the opioids, um, he had graduated to heroin. And he said it was a scary high because it felt so good and it hit so different. And it, it, he described it to me as his body, as his spirit leaving his body. 
and there was no care in the world. There was no hurt. There was no pain. There was no past. There was no future. There was only the right now. And it transcended him to another realm. That's what he described it as to me. Um, to support his habit, he, he had a regular job and he also had a side hustle. To support his habit, sell drugs. Because I can get high on my own supply, but I can always, always make sure that I have a way to get to it. You know, or, you know, I always have money to get to it, you know. Um, and then he told me about how he was, here's the crazy part about it. He was in such denial because he was working in a detox clinic to help people struggling with addiction, detox, while he was engaging in these behaviors as well. And he said, got to a point that one day um, he felt so guilty hearing it that um, it made him use even harder. Hearing the stories of all these people that are dealing with it, you know. And uh, he was thinking about quitting because he felt like a hypocrite. And. Funny enough, he ended up losing his job because they said he took too many breaks. It's because his addiction grew so much that he started using during work. He had to. He had to use when he got up. He had to use on his lunch break. He had to use on the way to work, on the way home from work. Every aspect of his life, he was constantly thinking about getting high. So he lost his job. And then it was getting jobs that, you know, really wouldn't care about, you know, drug use, but um, just anything that he could pick his hands through. And he went through constant jobs, constant jobs, getting jobs, losing jobs, getting jobs, losing jobs to support his habit. Wrecking cars. Stealing money, um, lying to people, creating these stories, saying he needs money for this. But instead, he was really going to use it to get his next high. Um, letting himself go. Until it got to the point of turning to crime. Stealing. Uh, reckless endangerment. Driving. All these things. And... He had developed a record. Mugshot after mugshot after mugshot. Charge after charge after charge. Arrest after arrest after arrest. And luckily, you know, no severe time that was done. Probably a year done. Incarcerated. Um, But, you know, would get clean and use again, get clean and use again, and get clean and use again. So when I met him, um, he was tired. So he told me he was tired, and 
um, ready to give all of that up and just tired of, of, of years. You're talking about since 2008, it's 2021, you know, that's a long time to battle an addiction, you know, just got tired of not living a quote unquote normal life or not living a, a, a life to be proud of or, or substance or not having anything to show for life. You know, after being on earth for a certain amount of time. So when I met him, you know, I'm hearing this and I, I, I accepted it and I said, you know what? I'm with you. I'm gonna hold you down, you know, accountability partner, you know, I'm proud of you. You're going to make it. You're going to do the speak words of encouragement, right? Um, it was going so well. It was going so well. You can, you know how you actually see the progressive change in someone as far as their appearance, their parents, a parent, a part of how, like their appearance, how they carry themselves, how, you know, their words are different. The, the way they do things is different. They're not doing the same thing over and over again like they usually do. You know, they're letting that aspect of insanity go. And then one day, just snapped. You know, they say, it's different when you see the ugliest form of a person because you never know how to you never know how to really get it out of your head you never really forget when you see somebody at their lowest you never forget the look in their eyes you never forget the smell um, of all that's around you. You never forget the fear, the slight fear that you see in them. Um, I watched him spiral out of control. One day, I probably will never know why he relapsed. I probably will never know why he lost it, but he did. Um, and it was so ugly to see someone so enraged and to see someone so I don't even know the words to describe it. It was some be something I never forget. And in the aspect of that, you know, I was scared, petrified. And then the same, the same aspect, very sad and my heart broke for that individual because he's not a bad individual at all. He's not a bad person. But the hold and the bond that his addiction has on him, it's strangling the life out of him to the point is he doesn't even recognize who he sees anymore. 
And every time he tries to climb to the top and be better, that thing keeps pulling him right back down and he gives into it. And I witnessed that. And then I tell y'all this, it was the scariest thing I've ever witnessed in my life. I will never forget that. I will never, ever forget that. The things he was saying, the things that he was projecting, he was projecting his own insecurities out on everyone else around him, yelling obscene things that nobody ever said about him, but what he felt about himself. And I asked him, why are you doing this? He said, because nobody cares or hears me or sees me. That's what he thought in his mind, that he didn't have a support system, that nobody cared and nobody saw him. And it's sad. It's sad to see such a, a warm soul go cold. Have you ever seen the light go out in somebody's eyes? I tell you, it, it is not a beautiful thing to witness, to see light, hope, leave someone's face. It is the saddest thing I will have ever witnessed. And my heart grieves for him. My heart grieves for him. But obviously I had to separate myself because as a person who deals with, uh, you know, a mental disorder myself, um, I can't, I could not allow it to make me spiral, you know? And um, I've been telling you guys, it's all about being self. You have to put yourself first. And despite how much you might care for a person, you have to care for you first. You can't care for somebody more than they care for themselves. You can't want somebody to be better if they don't want it for themselves. You can't want it more than them because you're not the one that's dealing with it. They are. They have to sit there and take that accountability and see themselves beyond their addiction. You can give them every word of encouragement. You can talk into their life. You can speak into their life. You can present to them what a future away from this thing can be for them. But if they are not there and they are not ready, you're speaking on deaf ears. And unfortunately, that has happened. I witnessed it firsthand, and um, it's sad. Because he snapped, literally. And I wish him all the best in life. I really do. And I pray to God that one day I don't find out that this addiction overtook him so much 
and messed him so messed him up mentally so much that it caused him to take his own life or that he overdosed I really wish he would have been able to come on here to tell his story and to give more detail and to really have this moment to to heal. But, you know, life happens. And unfortunately, that's a choice that he's made. Sorry, y'all. I kind of needed a little minute. Um, like I said, this this one is very, very personal to me. Um, it's very personal. And um, I've been going through a sea of emotions all week. Trying to really understand, you know. Just trying to really understand what happened. You know? You hate to see those closest to you go through. And you, y'all know me. I'm the type of person that I always want to... People who are close to me, I wish I could take all the pain for them. I wish I could, you know, change life for them. I wish that I could, you know... Take everything for them so they don't hurt anymore. But, you know, that's just not how life is. That's not how life works. So, you know, I've gone through high emotions and I've gone through low emotions. I've been upset. I've been angry. I've been hurt. I've been sad. And it's really grieving really grieving um, but I wanted to make sure that we talk about the symptoms withdrawal and the treatment because there might be someone around you in your life that is going through an addiction battling addiction that you know nothing about or you might laugh it off kiki ki, ha 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 and, you know, because it's, 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 you know, we, we talk about these things, we joke about these things, but we're really ignorant to, to the, the effects that they have on our body and how they can change the trajectory of our life. And um, these might be something you need to check within yourself, you know, because I know when I was looking at this, I really was like, OK, let me check me. Let me see if I have an addiction to anything, you know, and, 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 and what can I do to help myself, you know? So we're going to start off with the um, symptoms of an addiction, right? Um, when you're uncontrollably seeking drugs, okay, when you're uncontrollably seeking, it means you'll go to great lengths to find it. Um, if that means hitting up five different people within an hour asking um that means asking on the street whatever your way to find that fix you're uncontrollably seeking it 
Okay, you will stop everything to find it. That's not even just drugs. That's alcohol. That's um, sexual partners. Because um, don't forget, sex is an addiction too. It can be an addiction. You know, um, if you're just on every dating site and you're just looking for dates so that you can have sex with people constantly, that's uncontrollably, that's uncontrollably seeking something that you're addicted to. Um uncontrollably engaging in harmful levels of habit forming behavior okay so that means if you are um like i said once again with sex you're constantly finding people to have sex with like you're having sex with four people a day you know what i'm saying and uh, uh uh you're not using protection you know that's harmful that's harmful if you are so if you so used to shooting up heroin and you're like, oh, this person right here got got a got a syringe. Come on, hit me with yours. It doesn't matter. That's harmful. You know what I'm saying? Drinking at harmful levels like, you know, that if you're engaging in it in harmful levels like that, you might need to check yourself. Seriously. Um, the next symptom is neglecting or losing interest in activities that do not involve the harmful stuff, substance or behavior. That means if you no longer show an interest in work, um, if you're no longer um, interested in like, you know, hanging out with your friends anymore, you know, you start pulling back. Um, you were once always in church and now you don't go because, you know, you replaced it with this substance or this behavior, whatever have you. Um Another symptom is relationship difficulties, which often involve lashing out at people who identify the dependency. Um, someone like, you know, if you call somebody like, hey, you're all right. Like, seems like you are always drinking. Like you're just, yeah, I'm always talking to you, you're always drinking. Every time you're up in the morning, there's not coffee in your cup. It's alcohol. Like it's always drinking. And the person just like backs at you. That's lashing out. That's lashing out because I said, hey, do you have a problem? Like, is there is there a, there's a chance that you might be dependent? You know, stuff like that nature. Um, another symptom is an inability to stop using a drug, though it may be causing health problems or personal problems, such as issues with employment or relationships like this drug or activity becomes your your everything becomes your everything you know meaning you don't care if you're late to work you don't care if you even go to work um it could cause health problems with your teeth deteriorating you know what i'm saying like aspects of your life that were once fine are just deteriorating so there's that um Another um, symptom could be hiding, hiding substances or behaviors and otherwise exercising secrecy. So if you're a person who is doing all this stuff, but you're doing it in secret because you're scared of getting caught and you're scared somebody will find out and confront you on it, you might have an addiction. You might have a problem. You might need to seek help immediately. Okay. Um, another symptom is symptom is profound changes in appearance once again 
if you were somebody who was always to the nine, you took care of yourself, you're good. But then lately, uh, your your teeth looking real bad. You know, your skin is 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 looking like you know grimy and and just dry, or you're breaking out everywhere, and and and, and even your clothes don't look the way they used to be. You look kind of dingy or you you're letting your hair go or your facial hair go or whatever have that that is differences in your appearance um and the last symptom is increased risk taking both to access and while using or engaging in the drug and that's self explanatory you know you start going to ridiculous lengths and start putting yourself in harm's complete way just to engage or get that hit now, um, if any of those symptoms sound familiar for yourself or somebody that you might know, my friend, you may have an addiction. You, you may want to seek help. But here's the thing. When seeking help, there's a process you have to go through and it's called withdrawal. OK. Now, a lot of people joke about withdrawals, but it is. Beyond just getting sick. It can take a psychological toll on you. Sometimes it can get so bad that a person might have to seek medical supervision. That's why they have detox clinics for, for this type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like, And, it, and I'm not just saying that when you're trying to withdraw from drugs. When you're trying to withdraw from, from reckless behaviors as well. It can take a physical, emotional, mental toll on you. Like it can, det- it, it can really break you down. So the symptoms of withdrawal are anxiety, high irritability, um, tumors, shaking, nausea, vomiting, fatigue, a loss of appetite, um, just simple things, you know. Paranoia, being on edge, um, people who are going through withdrawal, right? Um, and like I said, it can get so bad that it, it that you need medical supervision, and that in itself is scary. You know what I'm saying? Like that it can become that violent of of a withdrawal process for you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but. The happy part is there are treatments for this. There are ways for people to overcome it. You know, Um, there's behavioral therapy and counseling. There's medication and drug based treatment. Now, this is something that I I do have some um, know of all for most people who are trying to uh, recover from opioids or like, you know, heroin or anything in that nature will can for any type of drug use like that um oftentimes go into methadone um treatment programs whereas methadone is another drug but it's a drug that kind of like takes away the craving it takes away your ability to get high and it can slowly over time take away your craving for uh the drug of your choice you know so um, the individual that I knew was in the methadone treatment, you know, program. Um, but it's not always guaranteed that it works. 
That's the thing. So a person engaging in it um, can very well um, abuse it because there's some people like he explained to me. There are some people that were in his methadone program who were taking the methadone and then turn around and going to get high because, you know, they were able to. It wasn't causing as much harm as it would before. It was quote unquote blocked in a sense, you know what I'm saying? But that's just crazy. But yeah, there's medical and drug based treatments. Um, there's medical devices to treat withdrawal. There uh you can you treat there's treatment for the psychological factors such as depression, anxiety, paranoia. Um you there's there are another treatment option is ongoing care to reduce the risk of relapse. But um through it all, the treatment and recovery for for drug addiction or any type of addiction is ongoing. You know, they have the the AA meetings and 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 programs in which you can talk about it and and get counseling. There's the the 12 steps. There's the um you know, getting a sponsor, getting a support system, you know, family, friends that, that support you and that are there for you and that don't, that don't enable you, but encourage you to live a better life and put boundaries on you and, you know, things of that nature. Um, because somebody struggles with an addiction doesn't mean that they're not able to um, get better or to get help, but it also doesn't mean that they won't have a relapse, you know? Um, and unfortunately, that's the gamble. That's the thing that sucks about it is you just never know which way it can go because an, a, person's, a person's addiction can be so unpredictable. But there are those like, success, there are those success stories out there of people who dealt with having a drug addiction or alcoholics or sex addiction or something of that nature. And they overcame because there was a fight inside of them that, that, that superseded the drug that broke the cycle, you know, and you know, you just, you just kind of, it's a self thing. It's a self thing. It has to be within the person. It has to be. Well, they say the first step to the 12-step program is acceptance. If you don't accept it that, hey, I have a problem, really accept it, you'll, you'll never go further than that. You know, addiction is a chronic condition with a range of psychological and physical effects. That is true. You know, it's not that... These drugs just do so much to your body and, and, and that they affect your body and your health. These drugs start to have an effect on your mental of how you think of yourself, how you see yourself on how you how you interpret what life really is. My neighbors, I love them to death. They told me about how both of them were, were, were addicted to, I want to say, heroin and how. Both of them together, um, both of them together fought the addiction and, 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 and now they've been clean together. They've been clean for some years, you know, 
And it's amazing to hear them talk and to hear their story. And, you know, I'm just so proud of them because I see them fighting daily to be better individuals and not go back to the life that they they once lived, you know. And. um, Yeah. It's a psychological thing more than anything else. Like, yes, physical, but psychological. I can't imagine of years of doing drugs or engaging in um, excessive alcohol, what that would actually do to my mental, you know? Most of the time, people get love the high because it takes them to a world that takes away them from their problems. And that's another problem in our community. We're so scared to talk about how we feel and the trauma that we felt, and the things that we're feeling, that we'd rather mask it and cope with a substance. We'd rather go to an alternate universe and exist there because at least there we can't be hurt by anybody or have any type of pain come upon us. Instead of seeking somebody to talk to, instead of seeking therapy, instead of seeking help, we rather just mask it ourselves. We rather just live within it and not try to live out of it. And that's the sad part of it all. I pray to God if you're out there battling an addiction, know that you are loved and people care about you and that you need that help. You need that help. You got to want that help for yourself. You got to want to make life worth living. You can't continue on this same path and thinking that there's going to be change when you don't even want to change within yourself. You cannot consider, con- continue to harm yourself. You cannot consider, continue to harm others. Stop letting this substance take hold of your body, take hold of your life and stand up. For you, stand up for future you. I know it doesn't feel great to deal with life and deal with things that have happened to us and deal with problems, but you got to start. Feeling those feelings doesn't make you less of a person. Feeling those things doesn't make you less of a human being. Feeling those things does not make you weak. It makes you strong. It means you're alive. It means you're living. Numbing the pain doesn't help. It's a temporary fix. And this life is not meant to be temporary. This life is not meant to be temporary. And what I mean is this life is not for temporary highs. It's to be on this earth, live within your purpose and leave your mark. Whether that be small or large. This life, when I say it's not meant to be temporary, it's not meant for you just to keep trying to find a high and be numb. 
This life is made for you to feel. And I feel like I've been saying that these last couple of episodes. This life is meant for you to feel things. Whether good or bad, no matter how uncomfortable it is, but to feel things. To feel things. Not to slowly disintegrate and slowly die and slowly kill yourself. Because you don't want to feel. That's not life, my love. You're worth more. You deserve more. Start to live this life. You deserve it. You deserve it. Okay, so you know what time it is. It's the self-care tip of the week. Y'all like how I tried to hold that note right there? That hurt a lot. But, um, you know, I'm glad I I could hold it a little bit for you. Um, So um, this week's self-care tip, I kind of actually like took it from um, James Harris, um, a.k.a. Men to Heal on Instagram. He's the quote unquote black therapist. Um, And he's the founder of Men to Heal. Um, And um, he posted. he, He posted he put up a post the other day of uh, a gift that he was given to that he was gifted by I want to say I don't want to get it wrong I want to say his fiance I want to say it's his fiance and it was just a cheesy date idea called reflection but what um what 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 caught me was the fact that um that they that his fiance had um the idea of taking mirrors right regular mirrors and um putting words of affirmation on them goals you know um things that she wanted to come in her direction and she also made one for her fiance and um you know let me just read a little bit of his his post. Imagine how the world would be if people looked in the mirror more than they looked out windows. It will probably be less judgment because you're looking on you're working on self-improvement. My lady made us these mirrors with our quotes and goals. Looking at these daily will also allow you to see who's responsible for accomplishing these. And like I commented and I said this is an amazing idea um especially with recent events with myself, um, just focusing more on self-improving, being a better me, um, taking accountability more that if my goals aren't reached, that is on me. So for this week's self-care tip of the week, I suggest get a plain mirror, okay? Um, I just bought a mirror from the dollar store. It was like $1.99. It's not that big. Um, it's gold trim. You know, I'm just giving you guys details. Um, and I got the mirror and I'm going to do it today and sit down on that mirror and write some goals for yourself, write some things you want to accomplish, write, um, some words of affirmation, um, 
quotes. Affirm where you want to be. And I encourage you every day to look in that mirror and understand who is the person accountable for you getting there. I'm not telling you guys anything that I'm not already looking to do. Like I told you, I'm going to do it today. And it's really funny because I really want to do a vision. I wanted to do a vision board for this year. Um, and I was like really pressed on it. Uh, and for some reason, I just never got around to it. And then this idea popped up and I was like, oh, that's because I need to do this. Vision board is nice. It's good and all. But I need something that's going to reflect back. Who is responsible for that? I need something that's going to show me who I need to hold accountable um, when, when I, not when, because I'm going to catch these goals. When these goals come to fruition, I need to know who to hold accountable. And that's me. Um, so many times that we can, you know, in our, in our, in our realm of self-improvement, we can be tested and tried and, and, and we can often falter because we place blame somewhere else or we, um, you know, we lose ourselves and no more, no more. I've been saying that, but no more. It's time to take back our lives, take back our accountability, take back speaking words of wisdom and, 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 and words of love into ourselves. That's all we can ever do. That's all we can ever do. So that's the self-care tip of the week, guys. I'll, once I finish mine, I'll be posting it so you guys can see. Um, um, but yeah, for sure. Guys, let's get into it. It's all about self this year. Self. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, let's finish out this episode. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I know it was a little somber. I know it was probably a little different. I was stumbling over words. Um like I said, this has been very personal and very recent, you know, um, and I'm still trying to work through it myself and try to understand and try to uh, really uh, <laughs> comprehend all that's happened this week. So um, I do apologize if it just seems like my brain was scrambling because it was. (laughs) It definitely was. Um, As always, I'm grateful for you guys on this platform, though. I'm grateful for you guys always chiming in and listening in. Um, We'd love to hear more from you guys from every aspect you guys know. Um, You can always email us in at uh, mentalmindbiz. Once again, that's mentalmindbiz at gmail.com. Um, we do have a website, guys. I finally purchased the uh, the domain. It is still in the works. So once that is up and running, you know, it will be posted. And you know, I will be yelling that out all the time. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, we, we've, we're moving. We're making steps. We're making leaps and bounds. And um I'm so grateful, as always. I thank you guys as a community. Um, remember, you can follow us and subscribe to us on all or... No, you can follow us uh, or like us on all social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at underscore mind yo biz. Once again, that's my underscore mind 
Yo Biz, B-I-Z-Z. Go check out the content on social media. Um, give some feedback. Tell me what you like. <laughs> um, um, you can subscribe to us on all platforms. Uh, I thank you guys, as always, for allowing me to use my voice to speak and to tr- and, and trusting me with the information I'm giving you guys and trusting me to, to, to do the research and trusting me to make sure that um, I'm giving you guys sound things. I appreciate that trust. I appreciate the support. And um, it just keeps me moving and, 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 and it makes me um, keep striving to make sure I'm giving you guys the best content possible. Um, so I wish you guys a great week. Um, it's a long weekend, so I wish you guys a good long weekend. And um, until next time, guys, um, protect your magic. You are loved. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are magnificent. And there is no one greater than you. <laughs> Much love to you guys. See y'all.